0: And do you know how many people would probably, like, run away at the sight of dismembered legs? Yeah. Dude, there's a
1: four-foot bong in a bag of wheat by your bed.
0: Jelly <laughs> Wings, the parlor game for nerds, is nearing extinction! It's in my
1: pod! It's in my pod!
0: <laughs> I will find proof.
1: <laughs> I'm very easily startled, Mr. Fingers. <laughs> I don't know which regulation body would regulate the uh, penis ring that you were talking about earlier.
0: (laughs) I'm ready to remain conscious as we record
1: this show. Hey, welcome to Medical Stuff, (laughs) (laughs) the highly educational and professional medical uh, podcast that you've come to know and love. Absolutely. My name is Mark Superbug, like as in Herbie the Love Bug, Frankum, and that is Chris I've been feeling a bit under the love, under the weather. Fingston over there. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, is Ant-Man technically a superbug? Ooh, uh, good one. Same with Herbie the Love Bug. It shows my age. Yeah, Do You know right. who Herbie the Love Bug is?
0: Uh, Herbie the Love Bug is a talking bug. Essential uh, bug. VW bug. Yes. And, uh, Far. <clears throat> yes. What's made famous number? by the, uh,
1: ooh, 69. <laughs> 88? Way too much penis ring conversation. <laughs> 53, very close. 53. <laughs> Very, very
0: close. Hey, I wasn't too far off. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, uh, yeah. And I believe uh, I'm going to say this just to make you mad. I believe the best version of that movie was the Lindsay Lohan remake.
1: How do I turn off the recording? <laughs> so uh, yeah, this is Mark and Chris back together again. Hold my hand. There we go. No, no. Hold my hand. Don't shake okay, my hand. There we on. go. That's better. Come on, baby. You know you like it. I Come do. On. I do. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about what are called superbugs. These are infections that have superpowers. They are bitten by a radioactive spider mm-hmm. or when, you know, our yellow sun could activate right. their superpowers Absolutely. or uh, bombarded by gamma rays.
0: <laughs> That's it. This is for the show. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's just an introduction to the Marvel movies. <laughs> Which, actually, I want to point out that Mark is wearing a Dr. Strange shirt right now. That's mm-hmm. so all good. What I are got, superbugs, Mark?
1: I got a new one. It says, uh, I used to be a, pe- a people person, but people ruined it for me.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, superbugs is a term to describe strains of bacteria that are resistant to the majority of antibiotics commonly used today. Resistant bacteria that cause pneumonia, UTIs, or urinary tract infections, and skin infections are just a few. Uh, antibiotic resistance is naturally occurring phenomenon. So... Eventually, an infection is going to morph into a different type of infection, and the previous defenses are no longer going to work with it.
0: Right.
1: Why? Because you can never <clears throat> truly kill all of an infection. Right. It's just there's what too you, much. What you do is you leave behind the strongest version mm-hmm. in such a small number, your body can then keep it in check. Yeah. So, any infection is basically when a, bacteria, a bacterial colony gets out of hand. It becomes out of balance with with the body
0: yeah and so the way, what best way i kind of like to describe it is it's almost like watching a miniaturized model of evolution
1: did you fart no okay
0: uh, i can no no that
1: right. smells like you farted
0: no i didn't, I didn't fart what does it smell that's just i saying yeah. it's got the smell of a fart in here really quick did you fart
1: i did not i did check right. that first there you go well, it's, it's always a possibility Same.
0: saying check yourself or wreck yourself uh so you
1: can chart yourself before you chart yourself.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> so there's um the best way I kinda look at the that whole phenomenon though is it's almost like a miniature model of evolution. And what you have is you just have a infection, it all starts off one way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and then it's gonna be met by an antibiotic.
1: So like the Neanderthals.
0: Yeah. And it's gonna be met by, met by an antibiotic. And those that can't hack it? Are going to die. The ones that were ever so slightly different, because there's always mutations. Right. Always mutations in humans. Like Chris. You, absolutely. Well, no, I mean, fact. I mean, Mark mm-hmm. and I have, there are just things about us that are different. And and that's the same from every single human being. There's mm-hmm. things about human being, human being that are different. And every now and then, one of those changes allows a human being, or in this case, allows a bacteria to survive something that the others can't. Right. And that one lasts. And then that one multiplies. Right. And that one keeps molding And that becomes points.
1: a different organism at that point. Yeah, and it know? just
0: becomes – and it may have very similar side of, or similar effects to the previous organism, but you can't treat it the same anymore.
1: Well, in nature, that takes a very long time, so the balance of the body or the balance of the ecosystem that it lives in can compensate for it. Yeah. In you your mean? body, you just die. <laughs> well, I mean, if you get – You die, Mark. Oh, well, well thanks. For, we're, on, we're on medical stuff at Medical Stuff yeah. 52. Yeah. And I'm really depressed. There you now.
0: go. You get an infection and you die. That's fucking it. That's <laughs> well, it. Well, no, but
1: if it's happening, so this is going to happen naturally in, in, the, in the world. Yeah. There, you know, things change, but as uh, when it happens naturally, it happens at a slower rate. The mm-hmm. problem is, is that we're using so many antibiotics today. These mutations are happening at an accelerated rate. Mm-hmm. And so nature isn't able to keep up with these changes by coming up with natural defenses.
0: And so we kind of start creating our own problem when we overprescribe antibiotics. Right. Now that's not to say antibiotics
1: are not necessary in certain cases. They certainly are. In many cases. Yeah. But there was a period of time where if you felt sick, your daughter would put your doctor your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Here, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> uh your doctor would put you on uh, antibiotics. Well, what if your do- what if your daughter's a doctor? That would work. That would. Yes. Here, mommy. She's very accelerated for her age. No, yeah, perfect. Um, they would put you on, everybody wanted antibiotics because nobody understood or the lay people did not understand the difference between a virus and an infection. Right. And so if I was sick, regardless of what the cause was, I wanted antibiotics. Yeah. Uh, you can learn more about this in our, uh, sepsis episode.
0: Uh, sepsis, and also we talk about viral infections we and bacterial viral, infections viral, as well. Yep,
1: those are two different episodes we do talk about it. So, um, antibiotics are not going to work for viral infections. No. Two different forms of disease. Yeah, it is. Antivirals just, will help. Sure but not antibiotics. The problem is, is that if you take an antibiotic for, an anti- for a viral infection, it will still destroy the bacteria that's in your body. You have m- many types of bacteria in and on your body mm-hmm. that are there to keep your balance of life going on. Yeah. You know, so if you have a virus and everybody's taking antibiotics for destroying those bacteria, that will then cause that mutation and that change in those bacteria that are supposed to be there.
0: Or even if you do have a bacterial infection, if it's not that severe, an antibiotic also isn't needed. Because what you're doing when you do that is – because don't get me wrong. That one one mutated bacteria in there still exists whether you have an antibiotic or not. What you do with the antibiotic is you just take away its competition for life. Right.
1: And all the available fuel just goes to it and it multiplies. Or you – do need to be on antibiotics, but you don't take the full regime, thereby leaving a larger section of the most strong. Absolutely, you know. Or the Absolutely,
0: strongest. do not stop just because you feel better. Do not stop taking your antibiotic.
1: No. So, uh, antibiotic resistance is naturally occurring, as we talked about over time. The bacteria adapt to the drugs that are uh, designed to kill them and ensure and change to ensure their survival. This makes previously standard treatments for bacterial infections less effective, and in some cases, ineffective. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why you really don't see penicillin used much anymore these days. Yeah, no. it's not as common. Why? It's not as effective. Right. <clears throat> um, the following types uh, have all been described as antibiotic-resistant threats to patients in healthcare set- settings, and they've been you referred to in the media as superbugs, not Ant Man. So you have uh, the ones we're going to talk about today uh, are going to be uh, MRSA, methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus RS. And then, what was that, Chris? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the sound of you eating a dick. <laughs> um, you also have carbapenem resistant enterobacteria CRE, uh, <laughs> ESBL producing enterobacteria CRE. <sighs> Vancomycin resistant uh, Enterococcus. Then you have the multi drug resistant Pseudomonas. Jesus. Aruginosa? Multi drug resistant. And I practice these. No. Uh, multi drug resistant Asnotobacter? Please, please let us know. Wait a me.
0: second. You couldn't get
1: Pseudomonas? No, I got Pseudomonas. I nailed that one. Oh. It was Aruginosa that I had a problem with.
0: Aragonosa? I think you got that. I think you did. You fucked it. You nailed it. You did that.
1: Yeah, but let's go back to so. Okay, bacteria stay. I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, bacteria What's that? C e a e at the end. That's what I thought. E. Coli h thirty rx h uh, thirty rx strain of. Uh, wait, wait, know. wait. I'm sorry. Are
0: you referring to a Cenobacter? No. A cenotobacter? A cenotobacter That's it. Cenotebacter. Multi-drug resi- multidrug resistant. I can't get multidrug resistant. I mean a I was able to finally, god dang it.
1: <laughs> so it happened once and you didn't fix it?
0: <laughs> and then the E. coli H30 uh, RX.
1: The H thirty Rx uh, strain of act- uh, is a, a bacter- <laughs> antibiotic resistant E. coli bacteria has become the main cause of bacterial infections in women and the elderly worldwide over the past decade. Oh, wow. So, uh, you have basically uh, seven different types of antibiotics. These going to be your major groups. Your penicillin, such as penicillin and amoxicillin. And so, we have these seven groups. There are over, well over 100 antibiotics. Uh, but they, the majority of them come from a, a few types of drugs. So, you have your penicillins, uh, your amoxicillins, your cillins. Mm. Uh, your... Uh, Anyway, your cephalosporins, such as cephaloxin, which is Keflex. Mm-hmm. Your macrolides, such as erythromycin, clarithri- clarithromycin, or azithromycin. Zithromax, Same as z pack right? I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, your fluoroquinolines. Quinoinolines? Fluoroquinolines? Sure. Fluoroquinolines? F- <laughs> fluoroquinolones. Uh, your uh, ciproflaxins, your levoflaxins, and your ophalaxins. Your phloxin, your levofloxin, and your cipros. Yeah,
0: you know the uh, medical name for Viagra, or the actual the the drug name for Viagra.
1: Mm, is this going to be one I like, keep your dick hard? Mm, stop a coxaflopping There you go. <laughs> Sulfonamides such as co uh, trimoxazole. I got it like a hum before, like mm, stop a coxa <laughs> mm-hmm. I get close uh, to the mic
0: when I say that too. <laughs> deep in my voice.
1: <laughs> um. Which is Bactrim or uh, trimethro, Trimethroprim. So if there's one thing I bring to this show. It's sex appeal. Exactly. You're a sexy bitch, Chris. Uh, <laughs> tetracycline, <laughs> such as tetracycline. Yeah. <laughs> and doxycycline. And then finally your. go ahead, Chris. Uh, wait, where are we? Aminoglycosides. Obviously. Aminoglycosides and, uh, such as uh, gentamicin and uh, Tobrex. Right. So these are really the seven major groups. From this, mo- all of your antibiotics, up to this point, are going to fall into one of these categories, except in very rare instances.
0: Yeah. So. Let's talk MRSA. Let's talk MRSA. So, MRSA, if if you've been in the medical field, really at all, uh, you've heard about MRSA. And here's a fun fact about MRSA.
1: MRSA, MRSA, MRSA. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was going to try to make a joke with, involving Jan, but not Jan. Never mind. Cut. Uh, so... <laughs> MRSA. So MRSA MRSA? here's a fun fact about MRSA. You probably have it. Um, actually, maybe not. Oh, really? Because I was under the impression that MRSA is pretty much everywhere. And as long as you have an intact immune system, it's not that big of a deal. SA is pretty pretty
1: much everywhere. MRSA is not as common.
0: Okay. So, so the Staphylococcus aureus is everywhere. Right. Gotcha. Uh,
1: so Staphylococcus aureus, or SA, or SA, Mm-hmm. It's a very common bacteria in the nose and on the skin of people and animals. This is one of those bacteria, like we talked about, that you have. It's it's keep your, and it helps keep your body in check.
0: Yeah, Staphylococcus only becomes a problem when there's too much of it, like we talked about earlier.
1: Right. So MRSA is methicillin resistant Staphylococcus R.S. That's when you get a staph infection. Mm-hmm. It is a specific staph in- uh, bacteria that is often resistant to several types of antibiotics, the main one being methicillin. Yeah. Which is a very powerful form of penicillin. In the same family. Gotcha. Um, in general, healthy people with no cuts, abrasions, leaks on their, or breaks on their skin are at low risk for getting the infection. It takes a lot, you're, if you're a healthy person, your natural immune system will take care of MRSA. Yeah. Uh, a lot of healthcare workers have MRSA, mm-hmm. uh, but they never get affected by it because their their immune system can handle it. They can yeah. keep in check and say, hey, you sit your ass over there, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. fucker. MRSA fucker. MRSA <laughs> fucker. And you just don't say nothing, okay?
0: This episode's word is Mercifucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like, think yeah, we don't do children's show. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Today's
0: letter is M. So Mercifucker. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And this is why we check the explicit language yeah. box on every single episode, every single time, every single time.
0: In fact, we tried when we first started doing this. We actually tried to submit. We didn't know yet to do that, and
1: iTunes was like, "No." Yeah, both iTunes and Google laughed at us. Yeah, I just, nope. Yep, you need to go. Okay, well, because I thought we had to do it on the actual sites. Mm-hmm. No, it was a little box right down the bottom of the page on our hosting site. Yeah, and so once I checked that, cleared. Yeah, <laughs> straight through. Uh, about one in every three people are estimated to carry the staff in their nose, usually without any illness. So uh, most people have it on their skin, regarding to what you talked about earlier. Mm. But only one in three people, about 33% of them, actually carry it inside their nostrils. Oh. And uh, about 2%, uh, actually, I'm sorry, yeah, one in 3% are, have the staff, and about 2%, two in 100, carry MRSA. Hmm. But both children and adults may have it. Uh, antibiotics, it's about one in five. It's about 20% of the people have MRSA. Okay. So, uh, like the common Staphylococcus hearts, MRSA may cause a deep or life-threatening infections in people. Uh, because it's resi- resistant to the common commonly used antibiotics, it can be harder to treat or become worse if the right treatment is delayed. So, even if you get an antibiotic that's not, uh, or, if, or I'm sorry, if you get an antibiotic that's not appropriate for MRSA... It's actually going to make things worse Mm. because then you're just maybe killing the weakest parts of the MRSA and keeping the stronger parts around in much higher numbers. MRSA is one of the bacteria listed on the U.S. Centers for Disease Control Prevention as a superbug. Wow. Uh, So MRSA skin infections can be picked up either – excuse my voice
0: there. MRSA skin infections can be picked up by either the general community, (laughs) community community-associated MRSA, or – California MRSA infection. Sorry, CA MRSA infection. Uh, Or in healthcare facilities, healthcare acquired, um, or HA MRSA. Ha! MRSA. Uh, In the hospital, MRSA can cause wound infections. Picked
1: up at Disneyland, which is ha! MRSA. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: We already tell the, the, uh, the beer story.
1: Uh I don't know that's going to carry the humor I had the day of. That's true. We almost, yeah. That's a different time.
0: Uh, but anyway, uh in the hospital, MRSA can cause wound infections after surgery. It can cause pneumonia. It's an infection in your lung. Uh, and it can cause infections in catheters inserted into veins. Uh, so it can cause something called phlebitis um invasive immersive infections include soft tissue infections heart valve infections bone infections abscesses and organs joint infections or infections of the bloodstream itself um which is also known as sepsis or blood poisoning again we do have a sepsis episode Mm -hmm. spencer how do you like that callback
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Many, many episodes. Go back and listen to this one's oh, yeah. sepsis. Let's just talk about all of our past episodes. Yeah. Today's episode
0: is <laughs> because you be... made a definitive airway <laughs> episode, motherfucker. <laughs> Today's episode is all about callbacks.
1: Um, rates of MRSA bloodstream infections and hospitalizations have fallen nearly 50% from 1997 to 2007 since hospitals began using prevention measures. Uh, What they've uh, found is that it's transmitted by person to person from direct contact of the skin, inhaling droplets from coughing, and uh, touching items that have been touched by somebody with MRSA. MRSA can actually live outside the body for a distinct amount of time. It's not days or hours, but it will last longer than dying immediately. So um, things they've started doing is making sure that people gown up, mask up, patients who have pneumonia-based, you know, as... Healthcare professionals, if we're transporting somebody with MRSA, that usually comes up very quickly in the conversation when you're getting Passover. Hey, they have MRSA in their wound. They have MRSA in their urine. They have MRSA, you know, in their sputum. And so you need to be very careful about that. And uh, one way to keep visitors and healthcare staff from carrying MRSA is to uh, follow the CDC guideline. Kill Right, wearing, wearing, yeah. Just knife them in the throat and they right. walk out of the room. <laughs> um, Following the CDC guidelines, precautions by wearing disposable gloves and gowns. Now, I may have to dig out a picture to go along with this episode when we post it. All right, it's a picture of you. For
0: I know we, this picture <laughs> for
1: when we worked together. We went into a care facility. Mercy is very important, very serious, and you shouldn't take it lightly. But on the other side of it, these people were like getting. It was a. It was a care facility and they were getting almost into like bunny suits to go into this person's room and you know you and I showed up and we like threw some gloves on and a mask mm-hmm. and a, they had Was a, it a dialysis center actually? No, no, this was no. this was uh down well it was a care facility down south. Oh yeah. And uh so <laughs> Chris uh put goggles on, put a mask on. Put a gown on the front, a gown on the back. Put an eye shield on. Put an eye. Well, you had the you know the the goggles, eye shield. You gloved up over the top of your gowns, and you put a glove like a rooster cap on (laughs) your head. And then we've got a picture of you carrying the med kit. And then if I remember correctly, you drove to the destination like this, but had to take the uh, protective eyewear off because it did not work well with driving. Well, no, it, it would have been fine. I took one layer
0: of it off because I had, so I had, I had both uh, just straight up safety glasses. Right. And then I had a mask face complete with like the plastic shield that's supposed to block like blood splatter. Right. Uh, I had that over the top and the two of those just kind of <laughs> fucked with death perception. like, this is funny, but not crash the ambulance. funny. <laughs> so. Yeah. So if, I think
1: that's still on my Facebook page.
0: Although I would tell you the newspaper picture of that with a crashed ambulance <laughs> and me getting out.
1: Can
0: you just imagine our boss? It would have been boss?
1: amazing up until the point we got fired.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, our, so our VP, uh, he's, he's got an amazing sense of humor. And you know that because he hasn't terminated either of us. Right. And he should have because I did take a class with him uh, recently where he was going to put a traction splint on me. And I just looked at him and I said, I feel like we should be making eye contact during this. <laughs>
1: He luckily is a very tolerant man. I've said for years, I'm surprised I still work. Some of the things I've said to him. Oh, gotcha. You picked him up day. once and put him back in his office. Uh, yeah, I've picked him up more than once. But anyway, <laughs> um, well, the other day, on uh, January 2nd or 3rd, mm-hmm. he walked by an office I was staying. I stepped out and I go, You still work here? I thought you were gone. No, no, no. Never mind. I hope you were gone. That was it. That was yeah. it. And he just kind of stops and looks at me like, What did I do? But like, anyway, <laughs> Happy New Year. Um, good luck. <laughs> so, Just yeah, I probably shouldn't be still employed by the company I do work for um, so yeah I'll see if we can p- dig up that picture of Chris in his MRSA protective gear so what does MRSA look like uh, on the skin MRSA infection can begin as redness or rash with a pus filled pimple or boil uh, it may progress to an open inflamed area of skin that may weep pus or drain fluid in some instances, it may appear as an abscess, a swollen or tender area, often with reddish or with reddish skin covering. When the abscess is cut open or spontaneously bursts open, pus drains from the area, and that uh, that that pus that comes out is also infectious. And uh, all of this can become systemic if it gets into the bloodstream. The MRSA will go to other parts of the body. This is where you start getting your heart valve. Uh, interactions, your bone interactions that Chris was talking about earlier, and you quickly go septic and it will kill you because not only okay, dead. Um, not only is it you're growing septic, but you're growing septic with a disease that is very difficult to kill,
0: hmm.
1: especially in a, it will kill you in a very short period of time. So some of the risk factors for MERS infection. People with a higher risk of uh, MERS infections are those with skin breaks. Uh, scrapes, cuts, surgical wounds—if you're in the hospital and, and MRSA gets into that, then you will—you'll uh, get MRSA in that wound, and it can, you know, go septic very quickly. Uh, patients with IV lines in place, burns, uh, skin ulcerations of some form—if you, so these be called bed sores, and uh, they're now called decubitus ulcers, and it's actually a per, uh, where a person is laid too long in one position or on a fold in a blanket or something along those lines, and that's caused a pressure sore that has caused a decrease in circulation, and then that begins to uh, necrotize from the inside out, mm. and you get an ulceration. Uh, like I said, these be called bed sores, but if you get MERS into that, well, again, that's a direct that can go down to the bone. You can have ulcerations that go all the way down to the bone.
0: Is it bad to the bone? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I wanted to. I do have to
0: illustrate the uh, yeah the, the lead up to that is also I got this stupid st- shitting grin on my face. He retracted his up.
1: head into his shoulders and leant into the microphone.
0: Yeah, it, it's that thing. <laughs> if you have children, when your kid's about to do something they really know they shouldn't, and they're just gonna <laughs> fucking look you right in the eye and do it anyway, that is the look I got. Right. My kids have mastered that, by the way. Because a lot of times, be like, "Hey, don't, don't." stop and they just look at me and they smile and they like bolt and they go and do it anyway I'm just like you
1: they're just so, so fast uh in addition MRSA can infect many people with weak immune systems this is going to be your very young and your very old uh patients with diabetes who are very susceptible to infections because of just the way the diabetes interacts with the body it can cause a lot of sugar to be in the bloodstream. One of the things that helps with infections is extra energy, extra food source. Yeah, the extra sugar in your bloodstream—it's weird interaction. The infection will cause a spike in blood sugar levels in the body, mm-hmm. which will then increase the infection rate of the infection. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that makes sense. It... allow myself to introduce myself.
0: And this is this is well, this is actually a uh, common question I do get from newer paramedics. Is because so a lot of times when we go on patients who are we are concerned they have an infection maybe nearing that sepsis route we check a blood sugar mm-hmm. diabetic or not and that blood sugar high blood sugar can tell you a lot of things and so I've always had paramedic students ask me all the time so does the infection cause high blood sugar or does the high blood sugar cause the infection and the answer is yes. both yeah
1: <laughs> it's I mean the answer is forty two it's it's two different parts of the same drain they're circling right you yeah. know. One is the actual uh, drain, the the funnel part, and the other part is actually centrifugal force getting you faster down that drain.
0: Yeah, so
1: there you go. Or two sides of the same coin. Hope that shit's clear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, you're talking about your elderly, okay, cancer patients, patients. Uh, unfortunately, one of the ways that you have to treat cancer is by destroying the immune system.
0: Especially, especially depending on where it is. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, HIV infected patients, um, which HIV destroys the immune system. That's what it does. Right. Uh, patients with chronic skin conditions like eczema or psoriasis, mm. or people with uh, chronic illnesses, yeah. uh, alcoholic stuff like that things are, are dialysis patients are very susceptible to these things just because you kind of you're kind of a borderline patient anyway with these diseases right you know you're always you're always on the edge. I know that like in our dispatching system in this county, mm-hmm. regardless of what any other complaint is, if you're an organ transplant patient, because you're on immunosuppressants, if you're a dialysis patient, or if you're a uh, cancer treatment, or if you're a cancer patient being actively treated, automatic code three. You're gonna go code three of this patient. Why? Because of the chance for sepsis. It's so dramatically higher in these patients. You're just staring at me. You're not giving me anything here, man. Give me some pushback. Come on, jackass. So whatever you want, I will not give. <laughs> Uh, people with pneumonia or lung infections due to MRSA being uh, due to MRSA can transmit MRSA by coughing. So this is what they're talking about earlier about using the CDC guidelines to um, treat these patients, and the fact that these patients will have to wear masks or be in a negative pressure room where most of the pressure is coming in. Uh, sorry, the pressure in the room is lower than the pressure outside the room, so that things can't escape the room. All that pressure has to go through a filtration system. Uh, for patients that are immunocompromised, they'll be in a positive pressure room so that all the air in the room comes from the filtered system and is pushing everything else away from it out of that room. Okay. So management of MRSA uh, includes uh, pus drainage from the lesions. Yes. This is not something you should be doing at home. Okay. Uh, culture, and susceptibility, culture and susceptibility testing of the drained material to make sure it is MRSA. Hmm. Uh, wound care and hygiene, making sure the, pla- uh, the patient stays clean. And then antimicrobial therapy in cases of possible cellulitis without abscesses. So getting in there and just cleaning that biatch out can be helpful. Yes. Uh, now, there are some medications they can give you. Um, <laughs> is that? Anyway. Uh, clindamycin is going to be one of them. Uh, your doxycycline and your minocycline. Uh, your trimethoprim and sulfamethox. Sulfamethoxazole, Jesus, uh, Erythromycin, Linzolide, Linzolide. There you yeah. go. So uh, you know these medications. The problem with this, and this is something we'll get into a little bit later, is we're running out. <laughs> we're running out of antibiotics that yeah. can treat these things, and there's not really a whole lot on the on the future. And we'll get into this a little more in a little bit at the end. This sounds grim. It is. Uh, this is actually oh. one of the bigger concerns of apocalyptic uh, futures. Ah. Is because of huge uh, outbreaks of diseases that we can't control through antibiotics. Dun dun dun. And then
0: you fucking die. Right. See, this is exactly <laughs> what I talked about in the beginning. <laughs> chris
1: called it chris yeah, called it is fucking die okay so the next one we're going to talk about is vre or vancomycin resi- uh vancomycin resistant enterococci mm. oh
0: enterococci yes yep. no no i knew that i knew that right i knew that uh so let's talk a little about vre so here's the thing: everyone has certain bacteria called enterococci and that lives in their intestines and in your general tract Uh, They're also found uh, just out in the environment as well. By the time, most of the time, they don't cause any problems, but sometimes they can trigger infections. So when
1: they're out in the environment, when they go bad, there's like gangs of them rubbing the streets and, you know, hanging out in corners and- (laughs) Getting dance fights. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Why can't- uh, West Side Story. There you go. All right. Uh, Anyway, I'm back. Uh, Most of the time they don't cause any problems, but sometimes they can trigger infections, and when they do- they're treated with a powerful antibiotic called dun, vanco- dun, dun. vancomycin.
1: Right. Unless. Unless, of course. They're vancomycin resistant. Yeah. In which terococci. case you have a problem. Right.
0: <laughs> in that case you have vancomycin, vancomycin resistant in Right. Uh, so, how common is it? Well, about an estimated 20,000 people in the United States become infected with it each year, which isn't super high, but it's not good. A little fewer than 10% of people who get it will die from it, though. So, you know, you're good. Uh, people who stay in the hospital have the highest odds of getting VRE, and that's partly because infections that don't respond to antibiotics spread more easily in places where the drugs are used most often. Well, you have sick people in
1: hospitals. Yeah, you know. And so... You're gonna have people who are the, you're gonna have a higher concentration of Sorry, go ahead. Not people who are immunosuppressed
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in those hospitals. So this is gonna run more rampantly through these uh, through these uh, populations. Mm-hmm. Now again the the C D C is saying our best line of defense at this point is prevention. Mm. Making sure that you're not transmitting it by accident between patients, making sure that uh, everything's cleaned properly. You know, I think we touched upon uh, making sure everything's cleaned properly, okay. uh, cleaning the rooms in properly in between patients. The problem is, is that even when you clean with um, disinfectants, mm-hmm. still leaving the strongest ones behind. They're never one hundred percent effective. They're ninety nine point nine percent effective, right? And so you've, what you've done is that you've left the top point one per, or point ten percent. To multiply on its own no more competition for food right it's the only one multiplying and so you're now making these stronger this is why when uh you know i'm an advocate when we because the environment that chris and i work in is outside it's hot it's cold it's humid it's dry bacteria and everything like that aren't going to survive in this environment hmm. and so i think that one of the problems with wiping down everything which is important doing it every single time, even when you don't have necessarily a sick person is going to create a superbug one of these days because we're still, when you do it every single time, human beings tend to get lazy. And so you don't do as an effective a job or a proper job. And this is what's one of the things that happened in hospitals was they weren't cleaning properly. And so some of these some of these diseases came from hospitals where the cleaning was insufficient. And so it allowed the strongest of the bugs to uh, stay behind and, Morph.
0: What we're trying to say, people, is just don't clean. Right.
1: Ever. Roll around in the dirt. Yeah. Don't bathe. No. Healthiest thing you can do. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you drop food, (laughs) just eat it. Yeah. Don't worry about the five second rule, 10 minute rule, whatever. Absolutely. Clearly, the food wanted to be there. (laughs) So, you know, that's one of the ways. How is it treated? Uh, VRE VRE is resistant to a wide array of antibiotics. Fortunately, new antibiotics have been developed to bridge the gap, but. Sometimes they have to be used in combination with other antibiotics. It's not, you know, it's not just this one. It's that you have to hit this thing with multiple different forms of antibiotics. Uh, Most microbiological laboratories will supply the physician treating the patient with a list of antibiotics that are VRE resistant, uh, that the VRE are resistant and susceptible to. So some of these medications are going to be the linozolid, daptomycin, tizyclicline, tizycline, uh god, I hate people that name these things. Alright of Vankin. Vankin. Televankin. Televankin. Hit the next one, man. Come on, you want to Shh. jump in here?
0: I don't know, I got a motherfucker.
1: <laughs> um Balls. Uh Quidu Preston Priston Preston. Ooh. Uh Tychoplanin? Not available in the US. No. And these are antimicrobials that have been used with success against various VRE strains. So here's the problem. What's next? Um, Let's see.
0: Well, as you might have been gathering now for a little bit, um, super pugs are kind of created by us Mm -hmm. and so the problem is the threat of the antibiotic resistance is big news few people will have failed to notice headlines in the recent years warning of a potential antibiotic apocalypse that would render most modern medical techniques impossible or at least fraught with danger uh, that danger creating an even worse bug
1: well imagine if patients who need heart surgery can't get it because of the threat of uh, the infection that would come along with the surgery yeah So basically, at that point, you're just picking what's going to kill you.
0: And it's it's not just media hype either. It seems that the more people know about the issue, the more worrying they find it. Already, drug-resistant bacterial infections kill about 700,000 people every year, over 90% of them in low- to middle-income countries. And authoritative sources suggest that this figure may rise to 10 million by 2050, uh,
1: more than what cancer kills today. So this is not a new concept. Antibiotic resistance has been known about since almost the dawn of the antibiotic era. You know, Alexander Fleming might be confused with Ian Fleming, who wrote the uh, James Bond books hmm. um, in 1945. And he's, you know, he was of penicillin. He recognized that the drugs overused could lead to bacteria developing resistance. And he's quoted as saying, in such cases, the thoughtless person playing with penicillin is morally responsible for the death of a man who finally succumbs to infection. Hmm. And he told that to The New York Times. Uh, Sally Davies. Uh, England's chief medical officer since 2012 was one of the issue's most powerful current advocates. Her voice is one that ha- uh, was one of those that called on the UK Prime Minister, David Cameron, to commission a wide-ranging review of the issue in 2014. That review, chaired by the economist Jim O'Neill and published two years later, set out 10 specific steps to reduce the threat. Uh, many countries have now now have ambitious plans for action. And the issue has been discussed at the United Nations at the highest level. Uh, but yet Davies is not, still not satisfied. We need, any, we need to up to Annie. You know, the escape pathogens have been highlighted as priorities for the search for new drugs. And uh, this one. Enterococcus fecum. Fecium. Yeah. Facium? I think it's fecum. So, uh, several organizations have drawn up a list of priority pathogens. Bacterial species in which the problem of resistance is most severe and the need for new drugs is particularly acute. So the priorities uh, are the uh Enterococcus facium, facium? Mm-hmm. Staphylococcus aureus, nailed that one, Klebselia pneumoniae. I really want to see just killbasa because it's pretty close to that. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, but then, you know, they'll be, everybody, they'll be like, Hillshire Farms will be suing us for killing their business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ainobacter bar bom amoni bamoni yeah uh Pseudomonas aerugos, aeruginosa. aragonosa and enterobacter and the enterobacter species are known as uh acronomically as the escape pathogens these are the ones that we they're the most worried about yeah the acronym by the way is escape with a k right <clears throat> escape like escape from new york right so these are the these are the ones that the you know, a lot of the organizations are concerned about that are going to be taking off and that we need to prioritize finding new bacteria or new antibiotics or new medications for yeah.
0: So resistance to antibiotics of the past and present would matter a lot less if many new ones were coming down the pipeline. The reality, however, is very different. Only a handful of new chemical entities, NCEs, registered by the FDA and the EMA in recent years have been antibiotics, and these have all been what the industry calls Me Too drugs. Existing compounds, modified with small tweaks that might, opf. right? Yeah, that's where your notes ends. I don't know what happened there. I really I know. Know. Uh, uh, well, small we'll tweaks that, that that might make them better, right? Uh, l- at least, well
1: the- they're not. They're not finding any new antibiotics. They're not finding new. They're they're improving the ones we have, mm-hmm. like a uh, manchromycin is you know better than the previous generations of it.
0: Well, and here's what you also got to think about: is every antibiotic currently at one point in time was a new antibiotic, right? And so I think. What they're really looking for is, is there another way to treat this? Can you get around the the antibiotic? Right. Um, you know, is, is there something a little more specific to, to be able to get after this? Because the antibiotic is just going to create the, it's the same problem. You can keep developing new antibiotics. Now, if there was a way to genetically change an antibiotic to where it essentially wouldn't be recognized by a virus but then still work the same right. – umpteen number of times that'd be a different story i mean be basically just like concocting a new flu vaccine every every year you'd be concocting a new antibiotic
1: every year right Um, price would go up but it would still exist well what they're looking at is different ways of attacking the bacteria a lot of your antibiotics are there to kill Mm -hmm. uh but they're looking at instead of killing the bacteria just making it so it can't reproduce there you go yeah and then allowing the body to kind of pick up the slack first we say like different ways of attacking like like karate right uh Yeah, you know, they're teaching the antibiotics, you know, um, Krav Magra. So, uh, okay. uh... (laughs) So, um, they're, so they're looking at different ways to attack it. They're also going to different sources. Um, apparently there is a new, uh, strain of antibiotics that were found in a particular region in the dirt in Maine. Oh, really? Yes. That still is being looked at. They don't know the extent of how they're going to be able to use it. Hmm. But what's really interesting is that my daughter, when she was in um, community college, yeah, so she did a thing called Running Start in Washington State. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other states are doing it. But instead of going to high school her junior and senior year, she went to the local community college. And all the classes that she... Now, she still had to get the same uh, credits to graduate high school. She couldn't <laughs> change that. <clears throat> she had to meet the state standards for graduating high school, which created a little bit of problems because she had to take so much gym or physical ed. Mm-hmm. But then she found out that she didn't have enough, She couldn't use all of those towards her degree because there was too many of them. Yeah. But anyway, she um, took a class where basically what they were doing, it was a Harvard sponsored class and colleges across the United States, particularly community colleges were going, they had to go onto the campus somewhere, and they had to dig up a soil sample. And they ran all these sorts of tests on it, looking for particular things in the soil that may add to the overall study. So rather than Harvard sending out dozens of teams of people to search all over the country, they had community colleges, and they had a set program set up. So you had, you know, 1,000? 1,001? We, uh, community colleges, Doing all the base work, and then if they found certain criteria that were met, then they could go and they could search in that area for more, <clears> uh, for more strains of these uh, naturally occurring antibiotics. Wow! Yeah, Ooh. it is pretty cool. I think so. Yeah. so. God, if you think it's cool, <laughs> somebody gets pissy when he's tired. I got to tell you, right. <laughs> so uh, you have anything else, Chris? Nah. Basically, uh, take all your antibiotics if you're on them.
0: Yes, do uh, not, do
1: not, do not shortchange the antibiotic course. If you do, you are the problem. Listen to your doctor if he feels you don't need to be on them. Mm-hmm. Yes, it sucks to be sick, but if your body can take care of it naturally, that's the best way to go.
0: Because here's the thing if it sucks to be sick, then trust me, it sucks to be sick with something you can't cure either. Right. Like that's.
1: Well, I think uh, that Fleming dude. Alexander Fleming? <laughs> there you go. Ian kind of Fleming stuck in my head. <laughs> you know. If I misuse this ability and somebody else dies because of it, I'm responsible for that person's death. Right. On some level. Yeah. So, um, that's all I have. That's all Chris has. hmm So, thank you for listening. Uh, please tell all your friends about us. Try, uh, try and help spread the word. We do appreciate it. Send us any messages you like. Uh, constructive. Non-constructive, I guess. <laughs> um, questions. You suck. <laughs> It's a message. It's an even negative attention, still attention. Yeah, it's so, true. No <laughs> uh, if you have any questions, if you have any ideas for shows, please send them to us. We're on the social medias. We're on uh, uh, Twitter at MedSideStuff, M E D S I D E S T U F F. We're on Instagram at MedicalStuff52. Yeah. And we're on uh, Facebook at MedicalStuff. Mm-hmm.
0: If you want to uh, email us, you can email us at medsidestuff at yahoo.com.
1: And I'm just gonna say Yahoo. <laughs> you can get us on any of your platforms. We're actually—I'm waiting on finding out if we're on Pandora. Ooh. We did apply for Pandora. We are on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on iTunes. We're on Google. We're on, Every, um, on Everything. Yes, we're on—you know—on
0: everything. Makes uh, it a
1: pain in the ass to get numbers, by the way. But we are on everything. <laughs> so, um, I was looking at it the other day. I firmly believe that we are over fifty thousand downloads. At this mm-hmm. point, we had to change hosting sites because our previous hosting site lost a bunch of numbers. Yeah, they did. Uh, like twenty six weeks. Mm-hmm. Was it twenty six weeks?
0: I don't know. It was a lot. Six weeks. It, it, it was. Uh, it was a lot, and it was uh, right when we had gotten. So right now, I mean, we're. I hate saying it like this, but it's fucking true. We're hotter than we've ever been. Like we have. We're gaining. We're yeah. constantly gaining. We're constantly gaining to the point where you know, for a while we were celebrating, hey, twenty thousand, hey, thirty thousand, but that actually got to the point to where every ten thousand would just be. Every three or four weeks. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah, which, which is great. And uh, we love it. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's climbing Don't fast. Don't
1: take that as like, oh, God, it's another 10,000 already. Yeah, no, 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 no we're no. very, very we're happy stoked. for that. But with them losing, it was at the point where it was really kind of Gaining speed, the snowballing effect. And then and then
0: the data went dead.
1: And it wasn't that they misplaced it. They couldn't recover it. So we've lost all So we're having to kind of hypothesize some numbers. Yeah. And they're based upon our memory. And Chris and I have horrible memories.
0: Yeah. But basically what we're looking at is that we're very, very proud of, of kind of how far we've come. We're very, very, very thankful for everyone that listens and spreads the words. Absolutely. It's been, uh, the numbers have just been kind of growing, uh, to the point that we have a really good problem is that we have enough numbers to not know what to do with. <laughs> right. So, well,
1: you know, eventually we want to grow to the, we want to continue growing the show, mm-hmm. but there does come a point where we're going to need to. I got to whore ourselves out, man. Yeah. You know, we need to get advertisers. We need to get money flowing in so that we can then start reinvesting mm-hmm. in the show sure. and better technical people, you know, better sound equipment, uh, better editing, stuff like that. That's fine. Those are all three things that I do. <laughs> All three things that I do. Well, you know, when you got golden pipes like me, Chris, you just don't have to worry That's about That's true. So.
0: Mark's pipes are amazing. And it's to the point that uh, so our, our headquarters at work is called The Creek. Mm-hmm. Uh, is kind of a cool name. It is. I like it. Um, but I can be sitting in my office with the door closed. And he can be in the crew room, which is a ways off.
1: Down the hall, around the corner, through a door.
0: And you feel it right in your rectum. You mm-hmm. just, just, just vibration just through the floor. And you're just like, oh, shit, is that Mark?
1: <laughs> Hi, mark. My voice tends to carry. But anyway, thank you all for listening. We appreciate it very much. Thank you for spreading the word. Please keep it up. Uh, we love you all. Have a great evening. Listen to us again next week. And toast. toast.